ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد Allah says in a rather concise ayah in Surah Tawbah, Allah mentions two primary things. And if we keep these specific things in mind, and if we reflect on them conceptually, then we hope and we pray by the grace of Allah that we're going to be successful, not only in this life, but most importantly, in the next life. We ask Allah for that success. This ayah is relevant to all of us. But there's an extra layer of relativity, particularly, particularly for our youth, especially when they're teenagers. Because the term youth, I mean, it can go up to 40. Right? Someone can be 39 and a half, they're still youth, mashallah. But specifically the window when someone is a teenager, there's an extra layer of value given to these two concepts. There's a reason why the Prophet ﷺ, he emphasized the reward for youth who worship Allah, who are connected to their deen, who value their connection to Islam. There's an entire category out of the seven who are going to be shaded on the Day of Judgment. The first group, the Prophet mentioned righteous leadership. The next group, the second group, righteous youth. Youth who are raised, connected to Allah, worshiping Allah. They try their best to value their relationship with Allah. One of the reasons why there's so much reward is because of how difficult it is. It was difficult a thousand years ago, but now it's way, way, way more difficult, exponentially more difficult. So if the, the, the steeper the climb, then the, the more beautiful the view, the greater the reward with Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah says in this ayah in Surah Tawbah, Ya ladina amanu, wa kunu It's very short, it's very concise. Allah highlights two things. O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah and be with the truthful. Have taqwa of Allah is number one. And then number two, right behind that, and be with the truthful. Be with good people. Be with righteous people. Be with honest people. What was the Prophet known as before he was known as Nabi? Before he was known as Rasul, As-Sadiqul Amin, the truthful, the trustworthy. His character was there. His character had fully flourished even before he was given the mantle of prophethood The two things that are mentioned have taqwa of Allah, be mindful of Allah. So the vertical, so to speak, aqimu salah wa zakah Number one is spiritual, what's between you and Allah. And then number two is horizontal, what's between you and the creation. So first to look at my connection with Allah. The very next thing that's highlighted here, look at who you surround yourself with. Look at who you surround yourself with. This is relevant for all of us, but especially if someone is a teenager, because 
oftentimes that, that's when there's, there, there's this back and forth. There's this really intense internal tug of war between right and wrong. And should I go to that party on a Friday night? Should I not? Should I go to the message? Should I not? Should I go here? Should I go there? There's so much going on. It's like a constant internal hurricane. The glad tidings from the Prophet, if you can survive that storm, everything else is going to be, relatively speaking, smooth sailing. If you, if you can make it through that major challenge, yes, there are still going to be trials and tribulations, but that especially is such a difficult time period. If you can make it through that, then hopefully everything after that is going to be relatively smooth in comparison. If they can make it through their youth, especially their teenage years, holding on to their deen, at least holding on to la ilaha illallah and practicing whatever they can, whenever they can, however they can, sincerely as best they can. If they can do that, they're going to be equipped with the tools, with the armor, so to speak, to take on other challenges in life that are waiting for them. There's a hidden gem within this ayah. And we find it consistently found throughout the Qur'an. It's very subtle, but it's very important. This is the glue that helps us to make it through our trials and tribulations. Allah didn't mention the individual, Allah mentioned the group. Allah mentioned the community. Allah mentioned the jama'ah. Allah didn't say, oh individual believer, have taqwa of Allah and be with the truthful. Allah didn't say, oh single believer, have taqwa of Allah and be with a truthful person. Allah typically uses the general, the jama'ah, the plural form. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, oh you who believe. This is the plural you in English. Not oh you who believe the individual, but for all of you. O community of believers, because we can't go it alone. We will not make it through to the other side if we try to go it alone. So we have to connect with community, but community also has to connect with us. There has to be a meeting in the middle, especially as it relates to our youth, specifically those who are teenagers. So if there's a teenager who shows up to the masjid, they come you know, wearing earrings, a gold chain, this, that, or the other. Alhamdulillah, it's all good. Just, just come, just be here. It's a blessing just for you to be here. And treat them like that. Treat them like they're a friend of Allah. And that's how you see them. Those are the lenses how you see them. Sometimes people, they, they, they're so quick to look down on other people. And in reality, that's a, that's a reflection of what's going on inside them. That's a reflection of a discrepancy within them. So if someone comes in and they, they may have tattoos that they got 25 years ago. They already did Tawbah 24 years ago. But then every time they go to the masjid, people have to give them a hard time, a hard time, a hard time, a hard time, a hard time. And as if they don't know. How far have we fallen from the concept of wisdom? What happened to accepting people, welcoming people? And people, they have this black and white vision of, of you're either perfect or you're nothing. That, that's not the way of our Prophet ﷺ. And there's so many examples. A man, he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he mentioned that, you know, he made this mistake. He said, I'm, I'm destroyed. I, I slept with my, uh, he, he, he took an oath. He wouldn't sleep with his wife in Ramadan. And so he ended up breaking it. And the point is, he came to the Prophet. He said, I messed up. I'm destroyed. The Prophet said, okay, then, then make up for it by doing this. You know, go free a slave. I can't. Okay, then fast, you know, for 60 days. Like there, there's a certain, there are ways to make up for these things. I can't. Feed 60 people, I can't. I don't know anyone more poor than me and my family. And he ends up, he ends up leaving. 
Because things like they're just there, there wasn't things kind of got stale at that point, you could say. So this person, they kind of left. And then someone came to the Prophet and brought him this basket of dates as a gift. And the Prophet said, go, go call that person, bring him back. He said, this is for you and your family. The man came to the Prophet saying, I messed up. And he ended up walking away with extra rizq for his family. The point is, how did the Prophet treat him? Did the Prophet jump on his case? Did he jump down his throat? Did he attack him and give him a hard time? No. He, he offered medicine. How can I offer a remedy for you in your situation? A young man, he comes to the Prophet saying, please permit me to commit zina. He's being perfectly transparent with the Prophet. He could have gone and done it, but it shows the level of comfort they had in going to the Prophet, how approachable he was. So this young man comes to him, Imagine a teenager going to an, an adult now, maybe their parent, an elder in the community, and they just open up and they say, I'm really struggling with this. I'm about to fall into that. I need some help. I need some guidance. I need some whatever. The way the Prophet responded, because when, when he came to the Prophet, he mentioned this, Sahaba around the Prophet, like they got upset with him. <laughs> like, how dare you? The Prophet said, no, let, let, me, let me talk to him. So he asked him, and he went through step by step logically. Would you want someone to do that with your mother? No, of course not. What about your daughter? No, of course not. Your sister? No, your maternal uncle, your paternal uncle. All these female relatives. Of course not, of course not, of course not. So the, the Prophet reasoned with him. The Prophet didn't attack him. He reasoned with him. He met him where he was, and he communicated with him. He spoke with him. He didn't speak at him. He didn't throw anything at him. He didn't grab his slippers. He did it. He spoke with him at his level. What about point one, two, three, four, five? And it made sense. The Prophet was guiding him down this path of understanding. And he was, he was right there with the Prophet. So by the end of it, the Prophet put his hand on his chest and made dua for him. And this man, he, he, he walked away happier than when he entered. This is how the Prophet would welcome people and embrace people and, and he would offer solutions as it related to their problems. Sometimes we think of, okay, solutions equals throwing rules at people, throwing fiqh at people and throwing you know, laws at people. These things have their time and their place in general, but that's not at the core of the issues that people are facing oftentimes, especially as it relates to the youth. It's hard enough just to be Muslim. Just to practice this one ayah, اِتَّقُوا wa kunu sadiqin. What, did, what is the way that Allah Azza wa worded it? In the plural form, the community, the importance of being with the right people. There's another subtle thing that I want to highlight. The first one being that Allah mentioned the plural. The second one, Allah says, O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah and be with the righteous. Allah didn't say, وَكُونُوا مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ Allah didn't say, and be from the righteous i.e. be a righteous person and hang out with other righteous people, the way that Allah worded it is, وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Be with them. Rub elbows with good people. You may, you may not be where, where, where you see them to be, but be with them. Just by being with them, you're going to be okay. Have taqwa of Allah, be with the right people. If a person, however distant they may feel they are from Allah Azza wa Jal, if they're, if they're just around the right people, people who lift them up prophetically, people who empower them prophetically, people who give them hope prophetically, people who build them prophetically, eventually, 
over time, sooner or later, that's going to show in them. It's going to permeate their character. It's going to affect them. It's going to get through to their heart. Once it gets through to the heart, then it'll spill over to everything else. But the prerequisite to all of that to just be with the right people. The opposite is true. If someone is hanging out with the wrong people, they may be a good person, and then they think that, you know, I'm going to go hang out with people doing whatever, and I'm going to pull them out of it. I'm going to pull them out of the hookah lounge to the masjid. I'm going to pull them away from, you know, hanging out on a Friday night, smoking shisha. I'm going to go as an individual, hang out with them, and then I'm going to pull them. It's a classic trick of shaitan, because the strength is in numbers. If they're the majority, and you're, you have a good intention, but it's also naive. And shaitan would actually want a person to think in that way. Okay, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to pull them out. I'm going to jump into the ocean, I'm not going to get wet. It, it doesn't work in that way. We have to look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. And there are many examples of this throughout the Qur'an where Allah mentions the community, the community, the community. We have to have the wisdom to understand. We need to meet people halfway. It doesn't justify whatever someone may or may not be doing. And there are many examples from the life of the Prophet ﷺ. When the, the Sahabi, a companion of the Prophet ﷺ, he was struggling with addiction. He was struggling with alcohol addiction, a serious addiction. It's actually uh, considered, now it's considered as a disease. If someone struggles with alcoholism, even after they become sober, let's say they go through the AA process, so on and so forth, and they, by the grace of Allah, they come out the other end and they're sober, even then, there's this understanding they, they, they walk away with and that they have that this is a disease and even if they remain sober for 10 years, that disease is still there. It's dormant. So the battle still continues even after sobriety is present. It's a major struggle. This companion of the Prophet ﷺ, he's struggling with alcohol addiction. This is after it's made forbidden, religiously and legally. The, the two are intertwined in the state of Medina. So he gets in trouble. Time and time and time again. And then one, after this happened several times, another companion was there in the presence of the Prophet ﷺ and, and cursed him, you know, said something very harsh towards him. The Prophet corrected that companion saying, no, don't, basically don't help shaitan against your brother when he's down. Rather, I know that he loves Allah and his messenger. I know that he loves Allah and his messenger. Is the Prophet justifying alcoholism? No. Is the Prophet justifying his addiction? No. But the Prophet would look at things in a way where he would try to focus on, والسلام, what is the medicine for this situation? And in the backdrop of all of that, and how can this person be kept as a part of the community? How can they remain included in the community? The Prophet didn't ostracize him and kick him out. You know, you're, you're going to be shunned forevermore. You shall never pray in my mosque again, you know, forever. No, let's keep him in the community. He's struggling. Imagine showing up on Yawm Al-Qiyamah and part of your story is the Prophet testified, you love Allah and His Messenger. If you think about it, that's a significant blessing. The Prophet looked at things with an eye of mercy. 
This man, he still dealt with the consequences. But the way the Prophet would approach these different scenarios, how can, if there's a problem, yes, there needs to be a solution. But they're still part of the community. They're still within the fold of the community because it's that important. It's that important. There has to be that, that circulation where things are constantly flowing and people are, you know, they enter and they exit and they're busy and they come back. And, but there, there has to be a system where we have the wisdom and intelligence to understand this ayah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَكُنُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ O you who believe, have taqwa of Allah, be mindful of Allah, be pious people, and be with the truthful. We need to build it and they will come. If we build the environments, youth aren't attracted to fancy structures and wow, there's a masjid with a dome and a minaret. Let me go there instead of going to smoke shisha. They could not care less. Why, why would they care? Okay, that's really cute. Take a picture once a year during Ramadan. That's not going to help with addiction. The way that they look at things, they look at the core of things. What is the environment like within that building? It could be a humble building, but if the people in there treat me with love and respect, I want to go again and again and again. Because they're attracted to the inside, not necessarily the outside. The outside, whatever. But the inside, if they go and they're treated and they're welcomed prophetically, then that's how you build a Medinan society. We ask Allah for this environment in our masajid. We ask Allah for this environment in our homes and within our hearts as people. Amin Rabbil Hanameen. Aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah nivalakum fasaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in inna allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluun ala nabiyya ayuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I want to conclude with briefly with an image that Allah gives us in Surah Hadid Allah mentions on that day in the singular to the Prophet alayhi salatu wa salam on that day you will see the individual, يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَسْعَى نُورُهُمْ بَيْنَ أَيْدِهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ On that day, you, O Prophet ﷺ, will see the believers, the male and the female, on that day with so much light in front of them and on the right. It's a beautiful scene. They're going to be entered into Jannah. May Allah make us from among them. Amin Rabbil Alameen. What's mentioned in connection with them Again, notice the jama'ah, يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Allah didn't say mu'min and mu'mina. Allah mentioned the plural, male believers and female believers, community, jama'ah. Allah mentions in connection with them something that's seen. On that day, you will see their light, O Prophet ﷺ. In the next ayah, Allah mentions, يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتِ On that day, it will be said... So with the believers, it's more about things being seen. With the hypocrites, it's more about things being said. So Allah says, on that day it will be said by the hypocrites, the groups of them, the male and the female, يَوْمَ يَقُولُ الْمُنَافِقُونَ وَالْمُنَافِقَاتِ They'll say to the believers, give us some of your light. But by then it's too late. And then the passage ends and it's, it's, a, it's a scary scene. May Allah protect us from that. 
Immediately after that, there's this signature ayah in the Qur'an. Hasn't the time come for the believers to soften their hearts with the remembrance of Allah and connecting with the Qur'an? And to not let their hearts harden like some people who came before them. So Allah brings it back home. If someone made a mistake yesterday and they haven't asked Allah for forgiveness yet, hasn't that time come? If someone made a mistake 10 years ago and they haven't fixed it yet, hasn't the time come? Every time we're reminded of the ayah, there's that reminder to bring our iman to life and to reflect, am I ready to meet Allah? Really? Is there anything I need to fix before it's time to go? Is there anything that I need to repair? Is there anything that I need to work on? In order for that type of thinking to be facilitated, we have to be around the right people because the way they think rubs off on us. For better or for worse. We ask Allah to make us from among those who believe, have taqwa of Allah. We ask Allah to make it easy for us to be among the truthful. We ask Allah to make us from among those who end up on that day with abundant light in front of them and on their right, Amni Rabbil Alameen. And we ask Allah to protect us from being from among the hypocrites who show up on that day and they have they have they, 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 have no, they have no reward because anything they did, haba'a manthura. It may look like they were doing certain things. There were people who prayed behind the Prophet in his masjid, in his city, but then they end up with no reward because there was no sincerity. Their heart wasn't present. Their bodies prayed, but internally they hated the Prophet Why should they be rewarded for anything? So there has to be this perpetual process of tazkiyah. There's the good news, there's the bad news. Let me navigate in the middle so I can make it to where I need to go. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasna fi al-akhirati hasna wa qin adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtaqna. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamiltahu ala al-lazina min qablina. Rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'fu anna. Waghfir lana warhamna anta maulana fa ansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin wa aqim al-salam.